Ready? Go. Hey everyone, this is Heather Whaley. This is Frank Whaley, a.k.a. Walt Clyde Whaley, a.k.a. Rory Sparrow, a.k.a. The Sparrow, a.k.a. Baby Spice. Was she your favorite Spice Girl? By far. Really? Oh yeah. Not even not even close. Why? What'd you like about her? Uh, isn't it obvious? She was like... Like juvenile looking? No, no, no. I know that's what you might think. But she exuded a sophistication that was lacking in the other Spice Girls. That no. Was, yep. No. Nope. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I know what you're thinking. I liked her because she's Baby Spice. Ooh, little cutie, boop, 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 boop. No, no, I liked her. And, and the little baby dresses? No, that, that's, yeah, oh, God. Frank, I saw some scary news. Oh, I heard about this, too. This virus that's going on? Yeah, it's awful. Right now? It's awful. Yeah. What's it called? It's called the Kuhnla? Kuhnla? What is Watch it? it. No, the people in their 30s and 40s are having sudden strokes. Because of the coronavirus. Uh, people had the same problem listening to the Spice Girls in the 90s. Do you know how to spot the signs of a stroke? Because if I'm having a stroke, I need you to be the one to say, you're having a stroke, we need to call 911. I think if you're having a stroke, my first reaction is going to be laughter. And I, and I know that sounds, what's the word I'm looking for? Heartless? I just think it would be a little bit funny, then I'd feel no, sad and afraid. it wouldn't be funny. It's terrifying. I know. So do you know how to spot the signs of a stroke? Do tell. There's an acronym. Do you know what an acronym is? Of course. What is an acronym? That's Hume Cronin's brother. Okay. Acronym Crona. No, it's like when you put the first letter of a word. So it's fast. So the first one is face. You smile and see if one side of the face droops. The next one is arms. A, arms. Raise both arms. Does one arm drop down? Mm -hmm. Then S is speech. Say a short phrase and check for slurred or strange speech. And then T is time. If the answer to any of these is yes, call 911 right away and write down the time when the symptoms started because you have like six hours to, to fix it or else. Okay, well, that's good to know. Yeah. I didn't really listen to anything you just said, but for our listener, that'll be good. I was Because I was thinking of if Hume Cronin's brother was named acronym, how to say that, acronym Cronin. We were talking yesterday about blind people. Yeah. And I briefly mentioned that you're blind in one eye. And the way Frank found out that he was blind in one eye, when we moved to Connecticut, we had to go get new driver's licenses. And we were at the DMV and they had him look through this little like viewfinder thing. And he had to say like, you know, close your left eye. What do you see? Close your right eye. What do you see? And he was looking through and he said, there's nothing there. And they're like, no, it's there. What's the picture? And you were saying, there's nothing there. The machine is broken. The machine is broken. And then you had me come over and I looked at it and I said, it's a sailboat. And that's when you found out that you were almost blind in one eye. I thought that surely they must be playing a, a trick on me. Yeah, you thought they were messing with you. Yeah, that's when I became blind in one eye and I got my glasses. It was a great day because I actually look good in glasses. I feel like the glasses cover up a little bit of my age. I think you look good in glasses. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine with it. You look a little smarter. When I was in 10th grade, no, 11th grade, I bought fake glasses on the street in New York. Mm -hmm. And I wore them to my chemistry class. And my chemistry teacher, Dr. Johnston, Made never up. said, no, he never said a word to me the whole year, except the day that I wore glasses. He told me that he and his wife had tickets to see Phantom of the Opera. That's All insane. of a sudden, he liked me. Sounds like an episode of The Brady Bunch. He was supposedly an underwear model in the Caldors catalog. That sounds like something I would use as a pickup line in the 80s in a bar. I don't think it would work. Our listener is a big fan of one of the films that I did years ago called Little Monsters, where I played a monster like a 2,000-year-old boy 
slash monster. I thought I'd offer, since she's been listening to the podcast, for anyone who's seen that film, I play this monster and I have tons and tons of prosthetic makeup on, which took three hours for them to put on every day. I would come in at 4.30 in the morning, I'd sit in the chair, fall asleep, and at 7, I'd wake up and I would be completely covered with this crazy makeup. And that film also starred Fred Savage, a young little boy, Fred Savage, and his brother, I think his name was Ben Savage, and their sister. The whole family was in the movie. Wow. The premise of the film is that there's these monsters under their bed, and they go to this crazy, bizarre kingdom under their bed, and all these monsters are there. Howie Mandel is also in the film. Working with him, he... He didn't annoy me too much. The story is that those little kids who I liked, they were really cute. They never met me out of the makeup. They only knew me in that makeup and they were terrified of me because it was a really creepy character that I was playing. So I would see them from time to time in the lobby of the hotel with their parents. And the character I played was called Boy. And I would say, hey, did you see that guy Boy today? He's so scary. I would tell them stories about him. But they're old enough to have known... I was pretty convincing. And they were they were not old enough to know. They were like 10, 11 years old. Yeah, but when 11 years old, you're old enough to know that the actor in the scene with you is a guy wearing makeup. Well, I don't know why you want to tear down this story <laughs> that I'm telling. It's a cute ane- anecdote. No, it's an anecdote. Anyway, they were terrified of me and they would always, I would always tell them, yeah, he's in, he stays in this hotel, that guy. See, they thought the guy in the makeup was the actual guy. So they knew it was makeup. Yeah. Okay. No, they didn't what? know it was makeup. Why? What are you not getting? I would scare these, these kids. These had to be the dumbest 11-year-olds in the world. I mean, when you were 11. When I was 11, I was working three jobs and driving a 73 Cadillac. You can't talk to me. You can't touch me at 11. I was no Ben Savage, trust me. What's his What's his show called? Um, the Wonder Years? Yeah. That's my one- Fred. Fred Savage. Yeah, that's who I'm talking about yeah, but here. but you said Ben. His brother is Ben. Oh. And listen to the whole story. You know me narrating my Wonder Years? Who? Tom Waits narrating my Wonder Years. Anyway, there's my little monster story for our fan out there. I don't want to mention any names because maybe, you know, we don't, we don't want to get sued, but she seems like a very, very nice person. Yeah. And smart because she's a fan of mine, part of my international fan society. Yesterday was a crying day for me. You know what that means? You yeah, know what I mean because by I've that? had crying days. Yeah. Some days are crying days and some days are just kind of like, oh, well. Whatever. My days follow the six stages of denial, but not in any specific order. Mm-hmm. Like one day can be anger. One day can be just utter um, acceptance. And some days just can be sadness. Yesterday was like the crying game for me. Everything made me cry. I was on the treadmill watching The Last Waltz mm-hmm. and I cried. You know what makes me cry is when I think about the contrast between life a month ago and life now. Right. Going out to a restaurant, sitting at a bar, having a cocktail, seeing friends. One of the last things I did was go through my dad's barn with my sister and my dad going through all his old things. Mm. That was really fun. Right. Hmm. I think some days you just got to get him into those crying jags. I mean, I was crying about everything. Like I said, I was watching a a movie on the treadmill crying. Listen to uh, the great Betty LeVette sing Streets of Philadelphia. That hit me hard. That yeah. made me cry. Well, that'll make you cry on the best of days. Then I listened to Neil Young sing Philadelphia from the it was a f- soundtrack. All Philadelphia. And I cried. Yeah, I thought, hey, I remember that Neil Young song. And then I started crying about that. And then I listened to Neil Young sing Helpless. I started crying about that. Then I listened to Paul Young. And I started crying. Oh, my God. Yeah. I saw Paul Young at the Museum of Modern Art. When I was in 10th grade, I was there with my friend Whitney. And we walked into a gallery. And I was like... Oh, my God, that's Paul Young. But I wanted to play it cool because I thought if we played it cool, we could just follow him around the museum. All right. Let me ask you this question. How old were you? Fifteen. Oh, okay. And my question wouldn't be appropriate. And I turned around really cool to say to Whitney, like, hey, check it out. And she goes, oh, my God, it's Paul Young. And he took off 
running so fast. Couple Chased him right out of the museum. For those younger listeners, Paul Young was a, what would you call him? Like a, he was a pop star. He yeah. was a singer. In the 80s. In the 80s. He kind of rode that MTV new wave. He was cute. He had that haircut that you kind of had the Paul Young haircut, but it's like sort of spiky on top. That's what I was getting at. Mm-hmm. Like in those years, 81, 82, I went with the short, brill-creamed side hair and the spiky with a little blonde flare in the front. And I spiked it, spiked it really high. I think subconsciously going for a Paul Young look. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Yeah, he I was, would do it. He yeah, was, was going, super was, cute. Yeah. So you know how I write notes on my phone at night before I go to bed? Last night I wrote, Lamont, someone get me a glass of wine. Who knew he'd be dropping the hammer on COVID? Mm. Do you know what that's about? Ned Lamont. Ned Lamont is yeah. the governor of Connecticut, and we were at a party when he was first running for governor, mm-hmm. and he gave this big speech, and at the end he said, now somebody get me a glass of wine. <laughs> I would never have thought that he's like, he's coming down hard on the coronavirus. Yeah. Well, he's one of the smart ones. I would think that in the miniseries, the uh, COVID-19 miniseries, maybe I could play Ned Lamont. I could maybe play Ned. Am I too old now? How old is Ned No, Ned, Ned's older than you, but... You don't look like Ned Lamont. But I got the same sort of dorky, slightly sincere, a He's little bit creepy. waspy looking than you. I right. would think, okay, who could you play? You would play, not Fauci. You're too no. young to play Fauci. No. Bear in mind, it's got to be somebody who is not necessarily attractive in any way, shape, or I form. I want to play the mayor of Las Vegas. She's bananas. Right, but you can't. You couldn't possibly. I, She's not. I could totally play her. I could study her, and you would not know. She's it was not her. 65 so years old. doesn't you matter. Talking? You talk about your boy makeup. Put on some makeup. Up. No, a wig, no, that's, long strand of that's fake pearls. The woman from Misery, what's her name? Burgundy uh, Kathy, lipstick. Yeah, Kathy Bates will play that part. But you could probably, you could maybe play um, the current White House spokesperson. Oh no, I'm no? too too old for that. Really? Yeah, oh. she's like in her twenties, hmm. isn't she? Maybe we'll do genderless casting. You could play. Why? Why can't you play a man? Oh, you know what you could play? Who? DeSantis, governor of Florida. Now that's oh. something you could pull okay. off. Yeah, I got to play somebody who's slightly creepy, but has flashes of where you think he might be a good guy. Sort of like me. Mnuchin? No, nobody ever thinks he's a good guy. No. He's horrible. He's, 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 I mean, bizarre. The, the most villainous of Marvel yeah. villains. There's our casting <laughs> notes for today. Boy, that was, a, this was a rambling concert, huh? This was a, this was like a, a beat poetry uh, concert. I don't think we accomplished anything or made sense of anything. I don't or... think that that's what we're doing here. We're not here to make sense. Reach out to us on Instagram, Whaley Family Hour, on Twitter at Whaley Fam Hour, and email us at WhaleyFamilyHour at gmail.com. And maybe I'll set up a Facebook page for us. I don't know. Well, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I'll we got nothing just have to but time. Wait and see. Yeah. And hold on oh. a second. You know, you, can, you can't shut the door until my, my fingers are out, okay? All right. Before we head off into the sunset, not so fast, girl. Got a happy birthday shout out to make. We do indeed. Mr. Mr. Blue. Blue. Happy birthday. So glad you're feeling better. I want to tell a funny story about Mr. Blue, but I'll do that tomorrow. Oh, keep everybody waiting. Yeah. People are going to be like all night, up all night thinking, what is Frank's story about Mr. Blue? Does it involve Chubb Rock? Hmm. Bye. Whaley, out.